Okay, for those of you who don't know, I am Simon. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media. And that could be everything from video to animation to aerial work to photography, graphics, all sorts of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand and business had the money to have that content created for them consistently. However, social media is all about consistency and putting out regular content and giving regular value. Now, sometimes you put money behind it and you're trying to sell, and you still need to do that as well. But there needs to be that element of regular content going out. So how do you do that when it is so time heavy? I came up with a process. What I did was I sat down and I went, right, okay, how can we make people's work work harder for them? What content can we make work harder for them? So I sat down, I turned the process into how to nine times your social media. I turned that into a book, which went to number one on Amazon, and you can still download it now for like 99p. It's available on the link in the section below, 99p, no cost at all. And it takes you through from everything from marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and all the stuff that goes on in between as well to try and make your content work harder for you. And that's what these broadcasts are essentially for, is to try and help you get creating content on a regular basis. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. We're going to talk about the weekend and the fact that it is obviously a long weekend as well, which is um, even more prevalent because it's bank holiday Monday on Monday. Susanna gets home on Sunday. Um, it is the weekend. Does that mean you shut off your social media? If you are a brand and a business of any format, especially B2C, but of any format, and you turn off your social media on a weekend, you are missing out on a huge opportunity. There is a massive opportunity for so many brands and businesses, especially on a weekend, because so many people do work a five-day social media week. The problem is, is they forget that everybody carries this thing around with them. And when they're stood in a queue to get a coffee or whether they're in a restaurant and they're just having a bit of a chill, maybe they're on their own or with their other half, but they're just having a bit of a relax, they might go through the phone, look at some social media. On a weekend, they might lay in bed longer and actually go through some social media. They might sit and watch Columbo on their settee, but while they're going through social media, the chances are more people are using social media on a weekend than they do on a weekday. Because when you're in the office working and all that kind of thing, actually being able to use this is impossible because the boss isn't keen on you doing it. If you're working on a shop floor in a supermarket or whatever it might be, they're not too keen on you having your phone out and doing that kind of thing when you should be working. So weekends are more likely to have a higher audience throughout the day, throughout the 24 hours in a day. This weekend, obviously, we've got a 72-hour weekend because we've got Saturday, Sunday, and Monday as well. So what are you going to do to take advantage of that? Because a lot of your competition probably won't be because a lot of people still work on that ethos of, I work a five-day week, so my social media works a five-day week. If you're a solopreneur, you think, well, I want some time off. If you are a business or a brand, you still think, I want some time off. So you need to be thinking about what you could do this weekend for your brand and your business that your competition is not going to do. And that could not necessarily always be based around the value that you normally give. It could be a quiz and have some fun with people. It could 
if you're really clever about it, be a quiz about the content you've been putting out during the week so people can enter a quiz and do that and maybe actually take part in that and make, make some money from that. There's all sorts of stuff that you could do on a weekend that could be different but really engage a brand new audience. And you still want to engage the audience that you've already got who are going to be there on a weekend as well. So think about weekends as an opportunity to talk to new people because your audience that you already have could be sharing your content with new people and new people could also stumble across your content because there's more people on social media on a weekend. It doesn't switch off at midnight on Friday night. Tonight at midnight in the UK, social media doesn't just turn itself off and turn itself back on again at nine o'clock on Monday morning. It's on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So you need to take a good advantage of that for your brand and for your business. It's a simple message. I'm not going to keep going on about it, but it's such a powerful thing to be doing on a weekend is using social media to help push your brand and your business. Okay, let's have a look at uh, what people are saying. Um, Ed's saying, if I don't post on the weekend, am I even a football journalist? No, you're not, to be fair. I mean, let's face it, everything's happening on a weekend, so you have to be posting on a weekend, Ed. Um, maybe not during the week, but you do have to be posting on a weekend. Um, Ed is also saying I should pre-record my introduction and just play at the start of every stream he thinks he knows it off word by word hopefully you do and that way when somebody says to you oh do you know anybody who might be able to help me with my social media you can reel off my pitch and and then hopefully they'll be interested in what you've got to say and maybe talking to me. Uh, let's have a look here so we've got Sam Lannan who's joined us on um, Facebook thanks for joining us Sam here we go. Uh, good jobs for age 13 because I'd like to earn some money. Um, be a paper boy um, is, is an ideal one, Sam. I'll be absolutely honest with you. Um, if you have something that you could potentially hustle, um, a sideline that you could potentially do, have a look at lots of different things, um, flipping items. I mean, this is something Gary Vaynerchuk goes on about, um, which is basically finding stuff that's for free on Facebook Marketplace, collecting it, and then selling it for some money on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace again. Um, he goes to what we would effectively call jumble sales, but garage sales, picks stuff up cheap and sells it. So have a look and see what you could do maybe with that. That's a great little sideline. And there are people making thousands upon thousands of dollars doing that in America. I don't think the market's quite as big in the UK for that just yet. Obviously, jumble sales and that kind of thing not really taking place at the moment. Um, but you might be able to still find stuff on Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree and stuff like that that you could collect for completely free. Obviously, being 13 years old, make sure that you either take an adult with you, your parents or what have you, or you at least make them completely aware of what it is that you're doing so that they know the situation and the process that you're going through so that you stay safe. But absolutely, there's a great opportunity there. Um, and once you start building a little bit of a marketplace, you could even maybe set yourself up your own Etsy page, or you could set up your own eBay shop or what have you, or you could even set up your own website and sell stuff for your website so you don't have to pay the fees of Etsy or eBay or anybody. You can just sell for your own website and get an audience who will come to your website and do that. 
Um, so I think I think that's quite a nice little thing to do. Uh, something else he's on about at the moment is sports cards. We don't necessarily have that business, that industry in the UK, but you could still look at maybe like Pokemon cards and stuff like that. But that requires quite a hefty investment in the first place to make a difference. Whereas getting free stuff off Gumtree, free stuff off uh, Facebook Marketplace, and then marketing it in such a way so people know that that product's for sale on lots of other social media channels by posting it on eBay and then taking that link off eBay and posting that link onto Twitter, onto Facebook, onto LinkedIn, onto TikTok, onto Snapchat, wherever your audience might be, and letting them know that you're selling this particular item that you liked and maybe they would like as well, um, I think that's probably a, a quite a, a good way to try and make some extra money for a 13-year-old. But also a paper round, um, yeah, is, is also another way forward. But like I say, sit down and have a chat with your parents and see what they're happy for you to be doing, especially in the current climate. It's a really weird time for everybody. And we all want to be making a bit of extra cash. It's a difficult time. Um, and at 13, it would be great to have some extra money in the bank to spend on whatever or to save and invest into other things. But make sure you have a chat with your parents about it or your guardians, whatever, um, and just make sure that they're happy with you doing this type of stuff. Make sure you've got the space as well. If I mean, if you're going to get free stuff off Marketplace, you could sell some great things, but you need to have the space to store them for the time time being. But um, yeah, at 13, don't worry so much about money. Just enjoy being a kid. And if you want to make a bit of extra money, that's something really simple you can do. Um, in fact, there you go. Ed's just saying you're 13. Enjoy being a kid. Absolutely. Okay, so Ed's got a question for me before we go to some of the questions that have come through. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and if possible, YouTube stories, how important are they and what should you be posting on them, using them for? Um, okay, Instagram and Facebook, one in the same thing. I would not create specific content for either one. I would just create it on Instagram and let it post it to Facebook as well for you, which obviously is possible. Um, so, yeah, I would do that. YouTube Stories is a different beast. You have to have been given YouTube Stories as a platform to use. I don't have it yet, um, and I've got like 6,000 subscribers. I know people who do have it, and they've got 200. It just depends on how lucky you are to have it. As something to use, hugely important. YouTube especially, because not everybody's got it yet. So it's a bit like using Reels on Instagram. When Reels came out and I got it in the beta test, I made sure I used it because they were going to push that content really hard. The same with Pinterest. When Pinterest brought out stories, I made sure I used it because it was pushing my content massively because it's a new toy to that platform. And what are they going to likely do? They're going to push that content. So if you've got stories on YouTube, make good use of them. And the same on Instagram and Facebook, although stories aren't a new thing, it's still one of their things that they want you to be using on a regular basis. What would you use stories for? Me personally, I would use stories for the potential of drawing people to other content if you have more than 10,000 subscribers, because then you can use the swipe up option and it'll take people to other content that you've created elsewhere. If you don't have that, I would use it for potentially advertising what it is that you do here and there, but mostly, and this goes for YouTube stories as well, is show that behind the scenes stuff, things that you wouldn't necessarily put onto your feed 
but people are going to find interesting. We live in a voyeuristic age. It's why things like vlogs did so well on YouTube. It's why Big Brother does so well. It's why Love Island does so well. It's why all these different reality TV shows actually succeed, our Yorkshire farm, all these different types of things, which can sometimes be classed as documentaries, but it's just an insight to people's lives, is basically as we are all voyeurs, we want to see what is happening behind the scenes. So for you, especially when you're creating podcast content about Leeds United, maybe film the setting up of it, maybe film the person who's coming in to actually be part of the interview, all that kind of stuff is behind the scenes that people wouldn't necessarily see, but would really interest them, would draw them into your brand and draw them into you emotionally, because you're going to show the stuff that you wouldn't show on your feed. You're going to show the, the raw ed. The feed stuff is where the strong brand content goes. It doesn't have to be perfect, but the brand is perfect on there. The values are perfect, all that kind of stuff. The behind the scenes can be a bit more raw, can be a bit like, oh, my God, I'm going to be interviewing Steve and he's not here yet. Um, I hope he turns up and then Steve turns up half an hour late and you don't know why. So then you ask him why and all that kind of stuff without obviously looking like you're angry and that kind of thing. But... That, that behind the scenes kind of stuff is what really interests people. It's that human element to your brand and to your business. And it's what a lot of brands are really, really missing at the moment. They're really missing the trick of having that human element, that human connection. So, um, yeah, I, that's what I would recommend. There you go. That's what I've been putting up with all morning. Um, and hopefully that helps you out, Ed. Uh, fingers crossed. And yeah, it's the same on YouTube as it would be on Instagram and Facebook. YouTube, potentially, you could also use stories, just like you could with Facebook and Instagram, but more on YouTube to push people to new content that's coming out. So you could do a quick like in YouTube story of, hi, it's Ed here, and I've got a brand new video podcast coming out a little bit later on. <clears throat> How about you make sure that you set your notifications to on so that you don't miss it because it's going live at 6 o'clock? That kind of thing um, could also be quite interesting. But uh, hopefully that helps. Right. Okay. Let's have a look. Some of the came through. Uh, this one came through on Twitter. In fact, both of these came through on Twitter. Uh, Jason says, I can't get into factories to sell my customers what I make. So I started creating YouTube videos to send them on products. What advice can you give me? To be honest, none. I think that's a brilliant idea. Not something I would have thought of. I think that's a fantastic idea. If you can really show them the product, the ins and the outs of the product, whatever the product might be, show them it functioning and working and doing whatever it's meant to do. I think that's a fantastic idea because you can't get in there. You're removing that pain point for them because their pain point is they want to see what your products can do, but they're not allowed to invite you into the office or into the factory. Brilliant. I think that's a fantastic idea. All I would say, Jason, is keep doing it and making more videos, basically, is, um, yeah, just keep getting more and more. As long as you've got plenty of products that you sell, I would just keep making more and more videos and getting them out there. I think that's a fantastic idea um, and something that anybody watching this right now should um, definitely, um, yeah, give it a go. I think that's awesome. Um, let's have a look what we've got else here. Um, <laughs> hope you've got some headphones to block that noise. Sadly not. Um, no, I wouldn't block it out anyway. It's a jackhammer. There's no way. Um, okay, right. Next question that's come through. Um, my name is Zeke, and I'm a 14-year-old magician from Australia. Okay. 
Um, and my question is, how important is it to be always on the biggest platform? My YouTube and Instagram are growing, but my TikTok is not. As a content creator, it's very hard without the biggest platform promoting me. Okay, you're 14. You've got a long time to worry about this kind of stuff. But um, I would just try and put content everywhere. You're doing something that people are going to appreciate on every platform, be it Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, all these different places. So I would be putting content everywhere for people to consume. I would also look at what other people are doing on TikTok because TikTok is such an opportunity at the moment and a place where you could potentially grow massively just like that because organic growth is still very, very prevalent on the platform for all brands and businesses. I would look at what other magicians are doing. And there's a lot of magicians on Instagram right now. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Stephen Dynamo, um, he's on there creating some great content. There's a South African guy. I can't remember his name, but he's creating content. There's a, David Blaine's just started doing stuff on there. There's a lot of magicians on TikTok. Take a look at what they're doing and how does it differ to what you're doing? How does it differ to the content that you would normally put out? Maybe you're not showing tricks. Maybe you're just showing little snippets of what you do rather than a full trick or what have you. I would look at what they're doing and not necessarily copy, but but put your twist onto it. You've obviously got a twist as a 14-year-old magician, whatever that twist might be that makes you different to everybody else. So put that into your content on TikTok, but make TikTok content regularly as well, like three videos a day. It sounds a lot, but if you plan it and all that kind of stuff, You'll, you'll have plenty of content to be playing with. That's why I would recommend Zeke is um, doing that. And that should hopefully um, put you in um, a good stead. Um, Ed is asking, you know Dynamo? I do know Dynamo, yes. Um, really nice guy. I used to, it's a long story, but um, I used to be a semi-professional magician as well. But um, actually, I know Dynamo from my radio work. Um, I'm not going to go into the words and why thaws, not on here anyway and nobody needs to know that i might tell you on dm later on um but yeah yeah i do know um okay right questions any more questions i think we're done on the questions so that is good uh we've answered sam's questions ed questions z question and who else was there there was somebody else who asked a question but anyway we've answered their question too um jason okay right i'm gonna disappear i'm gonna go and put my head under a duvet and cry while that's going on outside. Um, I have got Max back from Sunday. So next week's broadcast, obviously going to be a little bit all over the place. Monday is a bank holiday as well. So we'll probably do an evening broadcast so that we can do something during the day. Uh, but until then, thank you so much for watching. As always, if you're brand new to this content and you've never watched it before, but you've got value from it, how about you hit the subscribe button and maybe just maybe even hit that share button so your audience can also get value from it as well. We can keep growing the community, getting more and more people watching the content, listening to the content. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed, we can just keep getting more questions coming in and just keep doing this. I'm, I'm re I really enjoy doing these broadcasts. Um, so hopefully we'll just keep going and going and going. Um, but until next time, uh, thanks for watching. Stay safe. And if you've got a jackhammer going on near you, um, I, I fully feel sorry for you and we're in the same boat i feel for you okay have a great weekend and i'll see you on monday take care bye this was a perception studios production